can one guy be? There's a big vote in New York today that impacts the criminal probe into the Trump organization. Today, New Yorkers will vote for the next DA. Whoever replaces Cy Vance when he leaves in December inherits this Trump organization case that's been heating up. Indeed, there's reports it's expanding into a broader cross-section of Trump executives. Prosecutors looking at Matthew Calamari. You may recognize his name. He was once a bodyguard, and he's under investigation for whether he also received tax-free goodies. The Wall Street Journal reporting is also now confirmed by sources who spoke with NBC News. Prosecutors suggesting he needs his own lawyer. And now they have one. The report showing that Calamari and his son have tapped a new lawyer. There's red hot heat also on the CFO of the organization. Prosecutors working on getting Alan Weisselberg to flip and give up evidence. Now, without Weisselberg's cooperation, the Washington Post has noted it's also unclear whether prosecutors would be able to establish required intent on Trump's part for crimes. So to be clear and fair, this is heating up, but there's reporting that suggests prosecutors still need more evidence. All right, all right, all right. So the probe into Donnie seems to be moving forward. This is why I'm here. Hopefully, one day, to be able to analyze and pick apart a criminal trial that revolves around our former fuckwad of a president. When I started Trump Mafia, I wanted to make some sense of what just happened. Make some sense of what happened to the media and the president and what exactly happened to our country. In doing so, maybe I would feel better about what the fuck just happened. But I have to say, he's still here. Like a hemorrhoid that just won't go away. It's there, and sometimes you ignore it, but it's still there, and you still feel it. TMZ Feel Good Stories presents You May Now Kiss the... Excuse me, that's terrific, but I have something to say. Do you miss me yet? <laughs> weddings are starting to come back, but the bad news is so are speeches at weddings. President Trump... Ooh, yeah, no, not so much. Made the papers. Former President Donald Trump got up at a wedding at Mar-a-Lago and started rambling about politics. It could have been a campaign speech somewhere. They get all these flash reports and they're telling me about the border. They're telling me about China. They're telling me about Iran. How are we doing with Iran? How do you like that? Oh, yeah. Happy wedding. Went into the election again. BS about, you know, the election was rigged. They said, get 66 million votes, sir, and the election's over. Well, I got 75 million, and they said, but you know, you saw what happened. Here's the thing. I'm completely fine with Donnie giving wedding speeches. For all I care, he should become a fucking wedding DJ. But I want to be clear here, and I've said this from the top. If the Manhattan DA or the Southern District or the Eastern District doesn't indict Donald J. Trump, I do believe that he will become part of our daily routine again. And I think you remember that daily routine, the rodeo circus that he conducted across the globe. He has to go to jail, and there has to be consequences or karma. And that process is starting, and we keep getting hints of that process. The first step is there is a grand jury that has been convened in New York. But what exactly does this mean in layman's terms? What is actually going on here? 
The investigations of former President Donald Trump and his company are entering a serious new phase now. CBS News has learned that one of those probes is bringing evidence to a new grand jury, which could potentially lead to criminal charges. Now, the former president calls the investigation purely political, driven by highly partisan Democrat prosecutors. CBS News legal analyst Ricky Kleeman joins us to discuss. Good morning to you, Ricky. So how big a deal is this latest? How big a deal is this latest development? And should Donald Trump be worried? He doesn't sound like he is. Yes, it is a big deal. And yes, Donald Trump should be very worried. Cy Vance, the district attorney, has investigated this case with a team of prosecutors, investigators, forensic accountants for two years. For him to go to the next step of impaneling a special grand jury is really means that they are looking at a possible prosecution. The question is of who or what. The Trump Organization, Donald Trump himself, his children, or Alan Weisselberg. We need to talk a little about Alan Weisselberg. He holds the keys to the kingdom. He is the chief financial officer, the treasurer. There is no transaction financially that did not go through Alan Weisselberg. How did this all begin? Michael Cohen testified in Congress, and he said that values of properties were inflated in order to get loans, deflated in order to pay taxes. So what would the DA be looking at? Possible charges of bank fraud, insurance fraud, tax fraud. This is a problem for Donald Trump if Alan Weisselberg becomes a witness against him. So what is his defense at this point? So Cy Vance has been digging, and two years is a long time for the average person, but for a criminal probe of this magnitude, it really isn't. The questions I have is that in New York City, the big stick, the big swing, is inside the Southern District. Facing a federal case for the Trump Organization or the Trump family would be a hard battle. Fighting the Manhattan DA? Eh, Maybe not so much. And the time in jail would obviously be different. But you also have to understand how a grand jury works. So what are grand juries? And how important are they really? Well, a grand jury is like a test run for the prosecution. It's a way for the prosecution to see if there is enough evidence to pursue criminal charges, like murder. A grand jury differs from a trial jury mainly because it's entirely run by the prosecution, and it is just determining whether or not criminal charges should be levied. There is also no judge and no defense attorney. The prosecutor basically just throws all possible evidence, witness accounts, and even hearsay testimony at a jury to see if, in the right conditions, a jury might decide that there was probable cause. The jury usually numbers between 16 and 23 people, called at random, just like criminal juries. Although a grand jury's decision is independent of a trial jury's verdict, it is often a good indicator of the direction that the official trial will take. In this case, the prosecutor found that there was not enough evidence to bring these cases to trial, even though Garner's case was officially ruled a homicide and both men were unarmed. These decisions are also controversial because grand juries usually choose to indict. I have to say, when you listen to this explanation of a grand jury, it sounds a bit fucked up. There's no defense attorney, there's no judge, just career-hungry prosecutors laying out evidence 
And like that guy said, hearsay. Which I actually didn't know. My opinion of prosecutors inside New York City is not very favorable. I can see that they... My opinion of prosecutors inside New York City is not very favorable. I've seen them be dirty motherfuckers. And they don't play by the rules. So with that said, for someone like Trump, that's great. But not so much for our actual criminal justice system. I've always heard this term. You can indict a ham sandwich in a grand jury. But where did that come from? What does that mean? I need to share this with you. Y'all know I'm a lawyer, I'm a former prosecutor, and I'm currently a defense attorney. I was a prosecutor in Manhattan, New York City. So let me explain to you, because we are getting uh, a lot of feedback about these grand juries that are not indicting these police officers, and you need to understand something. The first thing you need to understand is that a grand jury presentation is an ex parte proceeding. What does that mean, Ike? Don't talk that lawyer shit. Okay, ex parte means one-sided. That means that there's only one side being presented in the grand jury. There is nothing to, to controvert or contradict what the prosecutor is putting in the grand jury unless a defendant chooses to exercise his right to testify in the grand jury. And even then, the defendant is allowed to come in with counsel, but you as an attorney, me as an attorney, when I escort clients into the grand jury, I am not even allowed to fucking speak. Do you hear me? I'm not allowed to say shit. If I want to confer with my client because he might not be sure how to answer a question, we got to step outside and come back in. The grand jury, the entire presentation is controlled, is orchestrated by the prosecutor. The evidence that goes in, the witnesses that go in, how the evidence is presented. The spin. Prosecutors control the grand jury. There's no judicial in, uh, oversight. Now, that's not until after you got an indictment. There's no judicial oversight about how the case is going to be presented, what witnesses are going to be presented, what charges are going to be presented. All of that is at the exclusive discretion of the prosecutor. Exclusive. If a prosecutor wants to get an indictment, bet your ass they will get it. They will get it because that's saying it doesn't take anything to indict a ham sandwich is fucking true. I love the passion here. And I love the no-nonsense explanation. This is a lady after my own heart. So with that said, it should have no problem indicting Donnie, his family, or the whole Trump Borgata. But how long will this take? How much evidence needs to be presented? And when is this thing scheduled? I mean, if Cy Vance was investigating him for two years, how long do we need here to really get this going? The panel was reportedly recently convened and will sit three days a week for six months. The grand jury signals that the district attorney, Cyrus Vance, believes he has evidence of a crime already in hand against the former president 
or someone else in his orbit. It comes after the New York Attorney General announced she's teaming up with the district attorney in a criminal investigation of the Trump Organization. There you have it. Three days a week for six months. Some serious time commitment. And I would guess a shitload of evidence. But let's get down to two things. And let's make sure we're clear. We need someone to flip. We need someone. Weisselberg or Matty Calamari. That isn't a nickname, by the way. That's his real name. And he's got a son. Those three are the three I would pick that probably, if faced with some hard time, would probably turn on Donnie. I'll tell you why also. Now keep in mind, going to jail really fucks up your life. But if you gotta go to jail, you really wanna go to a federal camp. Maybe even Otisville, where they have a kosher menu. The camps aren't great, but someone like Calamari or Weisselberg, they might make it. In this case, if they are indicted and found guilty, they are looking at state time in places like Fishkill, Sing Sin, Greenhaven, Elmira, or Clinton Correctional Facility where Tupac was. Trust me, when I tell you this, those places are hard time. Those are the places you see in bad prison movies. Now, we reported here last week that Trump's longtime money man, Alan Weisselberg, is under investigation himself. Is the thinking here that he could be brought before this grand jury and further that he could turn state's evidence and testify against him? Well, from what we've been told, the Manhattan DA would certainly like him to turn state's evidence. And we talked about how they have Trump's taxes. Alan Weisselberg, who's in the rear of that photo there, he's almost the, the human equivalent of Trump's taxes. He's the guy through which almost all of Trump's financial transactions, big and small, have passed through for 30 years. So he would be a valuable asset if you thought there was uh, financial crimes. And if you thought you could prove Trump's intent, you could ask him, Mr. Weisselberg, what did Donald Trump tell you to do? But as far as we know, Donald, uh, Alan Weisselberg has not flipped, has not given dam damaging testimony against Mr. Trump. Uh, so it's possible he might be one of those ones who's the target of the grand jury investigation rather than a witness uh, before it. I think you heard the same things I did. Tax fraud, mortgage fraud. It's hard to prove. And in the gangster capitalism world, that is the high-end New York real estate market, I can imagine accountants are using any and every loophole they can to satisfy company CEOs. That is a sad thought. With all the nefarious things Trump was tied to, we now are hinging a criminal probe into a very gray area inside criminal circles. And one more thing, if the grand jury sits for six months, where does that leave Cy Vance and his job? I think he might be leaving. In local matters, it's looking as though Manhattan's district attorney, Cy Vance Jr., is unlikely to run for re-election this spring. Vance has held New York City's most prestigious job in law enforcement since 2009. 
state financial records reveal the once prolific fundraiser has raised just a little over $4,000 ahead of the Democratic primary in June. The incumbent DA hasn't publicly voiced his plans to run for a fourth term in office, opening the door to the eight challengers looking to replace him. Mr. Vance is currently involved in an ongoing investigation into the financial dealings of former President Donald Trump. Should he choose not to run, it could have a serious impact on the timeline of the investigation. This is a tough one. These investigations are all-consuming and massive. To have the Manhattan DA leave office while this is ongoing can only spell disaster. I mean, once again, the cards could line up for old Donnie boy. And there's another thing we need to talk about. Yes, federal grand jury proceedings are supposed to be held in secret, and all people who participate in them are supposed to keep those proceedings secretive. I will say that the grand jury is supposed to be completely secret, and no one is supposed to talk about it. But obviously, in the power plays of our criminal justice system, someone leaked the information. And if Trump had smart lawyers, they may want to file something about that, just for the purposes of having it on record. I have to say, I personally have lost faith in our criminal justice system across the board. It's corrupt, it's inefficient, it's not driven by justice or the presumption of innocence. So I gotta call it like I see it. And the leaking of the grand jury was to scare people. It is what prosecutors do best, because in fear, People then talk, and they talk to get themselves out of trouble. The question we have to ask is, will we really see a former president indicted? And what would that actually look like? But for now, we wait. And to be honest, I'm not that confident that anything will happen. Nothing ever fucking happens to this guy. So I wouldn't be surprised if come the next election cycle, you see a dream team of Donald Trump, maybe Ron DeSantis on the Republican ticket. But then, as one person said, but my God, you should have seen the response for Ron DeSantis. He was like a conquering king. And this person who's been in Republican politics for 40, 45 years said, I haven't seen anything since Reagan in 80. It was unbelievable. Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. And I keep hearing this. I have too. Uh, I, I, yeah. Just rock star says this guy is taking over the yep. Republican Party. And Ron DeSantis. I, 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 Ron DeSantis. And I saw something. Uh, I saw a poll well, yesterday, okay. Mika. I was going right? to get to the critical vote on voting rights, well, but let's pull this The king now. is dead long it's, as the king. Exactly. It's a new Isn't straw that what they poll say? that shows Republicans' top choice for their next presidential nominee. Uh, uh, it's not who you might think. Florida Governor Ron George DeSantis Bush. topped former President wow. uh, Donald Trump in a poll taken at the Western Conservative Summit in Denver this past weekend. And there you have it. The next Republican nutbag is being anointed. But just wait. We all know how cunningly evil Donald Trump is and how he can eviscerate an opponent, 
So it could get interesting to see whether they form the dream team or they go toe-to-toe. Because if I was a gambling man, if Trump is able to get out of this legal chokehold he is in, I would put money the Trump family is going to look to take back the White House. His cult of personality is not over. And I can't even believe I'm saying that. But I am. If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You know? <laughs> Stop it! Oh, it's so weird! I will build a great, great wall on our southern border, and I will have Mexico pay for that wall. Yeah. Mark my words. Yeah. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. I could say politically correct that the look doesn't matter, but the look obviously matters. Like you wouldn't have your job if you weren't beautiful. J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what the hell is going on. I would bring back waterboarding, and I'd bring back a hell of a lot worse than waterboarding. What I won't do is take in 200,000 Syrians who could be ISIS. 